Welcome to Why the Long Face. Two old friends lifting the lid on mental health over a beer with author and psychiatrist Paul Keedwell and business consultant and so-called comedian Ollie Turnbull. Hello and welcome. It's episode eight of our fourth season, the um, the Ashley Pollock uh, season. Uh, and we've finally got to the end. Um, so episode eight, our, our last ep, and um, we're calling this Perspective. So we're having a look uh, at how Ashley um, felt about five weeks after the crash. This whole season has been dedicated to our brave friend, Ashley Pollock, who's opened up about his bipolar. Obviously, as ever, I'm joined with Dr. Paul Keedwell. Hello, Paul. Hello there. Hi there. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's uh, it's it's a nice end to the season, but there are some interesting things sort of hanging over that we'll talk about when we when we hear the audio. Um, Ash is also here, of course. How are you, Ash? You got a bit of a cold. I'm good, thank you. I'm good, good, good to be with you. And we've been on quite a journey, so it's good to uh, get to a conclusion. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley. So this was one week after recovery from your low, wasn't it? So you'd had about a four week low. So yes, this uh, I guess was a point where I felt I was out of it. It's funny because um, we're now in September, many months later, and I still even now feel some elements of, of getting back to myself in a way. But I think there's this very acute period that that definitely ended after those four weeks. I don't know if that's the same as in physical medicine. Do you call it acute illness? And then Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, let's have a listen, shall we? Sounds good to me. Hi, my name's Ashley. And for the last 12 years, I've said I used to have bipolar. Hey, my name's Peter. I'm a life coach and I'm Ashes coach. And we are at episode eight. We have been on a journey, Pete. We have. And we've got to the destination. Yeah. So this episode, final episode, is about perspective. Yeah. So... The audio note we're going to refer to here was made on the 29th of April, five weeks after the crash. Yeah. And it's a nice one. I'm on a beach, it sounds like, when we play it. And I'm reflecting on this journey. So, yeah, should we just play it? Yeah, let's and play it. And then I think the point of this episode is to look at this experience overall and to share what I've learned from it yep. and how it's going to make me a happier, more productive soul yeah, as I move right. forward into the future. I love that statement, empowered by what you've learned and propelling you forward in a, in a more, what I see as more holistically integrated way. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Right. It's Friday the 29th of April and I wanted to do a post on perspective. I note from looking at my diary that it's five weeks since I kind of crashed um, and that I've been feeling better now for about a week. Just turn this off. Yeah, so feeling better for about a week. So it's a four week period of burnouts, if we were to call it that. And yeah, just eagle eye view of it. Now I can see that my situation hadn't changed radically, that it was more of an awareness of the fact that focusing on the startups and what I've been doing the last year really 
has kept me away from steady income and something to rely on. And pre-COVID, Etio gave me that. And post-COVID, it took that away. And Lockdown Gardener was a lovely feeling, but it didn't provide financial security. In fact, it provided very little money. And so I've been following the feelings and the enjoyment of startups, but I've been lacking that security. And I realise now that I need to take ownership of security. However, the last sort of five weeks, but four weeks, the four-week period was incredibly intense. And it didn't feel like that at all. It felt like it was a radical reassessment of who I was, that life was very complicated and the responsibilities of life were complicated and a desire to escape or run away from that. Very negative thinking, darker thoughts than I've had before. Uh, feeling an intensity of an effect on my relationship, even though I can see now with perspective that actually me being quieter and self-reflexive and not talking much is actually easier to handle than, than higher periods. I've got to say, we, we, we were just commenting off air that that's actually a pretty empowered, very aware summary that you've got going on there. Yeah, kind of <laughs> our job is done. <laughs> done done episode eight in the audio note yeah i mean that's a nice thought isn't it that you have a tool audio journaling written journaling meditation you go on a journey and working with a coach but the answers come from yourself yeah, uh, yeah. and i can hear that here you know the fact i'm in a place that that brings me joy that is the reason i'm here my son is playing in the water yeah. and i'm looking back at this period with positivity yeah. i've mentioned it a few times on this podcast but this experience has set a belief for me now that by leaning into our challenges by embracing them it makes you a more rounded person and as a result of going through this, what I am doing now for work, for one example, is transformatively different from before this. So what is so lovely now is the startup hasn't gone. It's much more balanced between us all as directors. We all sat together after I had got better and talked about the business and decided on a joint way forward where each of us is putting in similar workloads. That's now become more of a side hustle for me because I put all of my value in. So this high period, the stuff I did was really good. <laughs> it's just too much of it. And so I did like a year's worth of work in four months. And now I can sort of ride the surf of that. And that's freed up my time, which has now meant that I am going after contract and even full-time roles with companies and organizations that before this I was fearful of. Mm. I mean, really going back to my 20s, I was scared of big companies because of when I was diagnosed with bipolar and the experiences I had at that time. And I'm 42 now. Yeah. And and so I've been headhunted for something with a big media channel. I am reaching out to innovation and design agencies and creative agencies. And I feel confident that I might not have been on a traditional path, but I have a lot to offer those companies. Yeah. And then hustling, I've been asked to direct something in another country, which was a skill that I sort of felt I'd moved past, but 
lovely that someone reached out and kind of wanted me. So that it feels like there's this smorgasbord of things that could happen next. Yep. And I don't know what's going to happen next. Yep. And that is exciting. Yeah. And that's the main thing. That is the main thing. Yeah. We talked on one of the episodes a lot about music. And we live in Ibiza, so music is a, a pretty big bit of, I think, both of our lives, definitely my life. I feel that the things I've created, the exploration that I've done both in my high and my low, all of it was positive. There is elements in your highs that you should be joyful about and laugh about and be able to joke about. And now I'm making music again. And yes, I'm not able to <laughs> write a song a night, but I am writing again and I'm DJing a bit and I'm I'm loving it. And I I sort of listen to this now like a sort of education in myself. Yeah, right. Like actually really tuning into the layers of this thing, see what I can take forward from the learning of this piece, but also the fascination I now have that like when we talked about the film Limitless, my brain has a capacity to do these things and I continue on a journey to figure out how to access that so that I continue on a journey through life of learning, being more aware and being more content and happy. I mean, the way I see you now compared to, you know, when you're in the dip is you're empowered, aware and driven. Okay, so there we go. Uh, that was a nice one. Uh, I still get, I still get a lovely feeling from Pete's comforting um, uh, Antipodean tones. Oh, Our job is done. It's nice, isn't it? I love, I love it. I love uh, his voice. Our job is done uh, at the end of it, but there's still quite a lot to unpick, Doctor. Um, yeah. Where do you want to? Where do you want to start? It was lovely and calm uh, beach reflections to begin with. Um, mm. Where, where do you want to start unpicking this? Yeah, I, I guess. If I was going to summarise it, it's all pretty positive, isn't it? I mean, it's um, I'm, I'm picking up on maybe I'm on the balance that this low has given Ashley, insofar as he mentioned, although you know during the acute phase of being depressed, as the term we used for, he had feelings of wanting to run away from his situation, felt desperate, and so on, but as but it was also a time where, for calm, ref karma reflection, uh, not all of it overly negative. Some of it, I guess, helping you to find a balance between unrealistic goals and, or the excitement, say, of startups, and something that feels a little bit more grounded. And balancing the two. Um, and I suppose what I'm saying in summary is prioritising. But also you you gained more self-knowledge, didn't you? You said as a result of going through the low as well as the high that you learnt more about yourself and what your limits are and, and how to prioritise it. Um, the other thing was that you realised how much easier it was for your partner when you were low, even though that felt upsetting for you. Um, I think this sort of humility that d depression gives you, it gives you a certain of empathy as well, and it's understanding of how uh, 
your behavior impacts on others so that was a a real learning as well it's funny how you talk about balance actually before ash comes back on that um ironic really bipolar disorder is a is a disorder of extremes isn't it extreme highs and extreme lows so you would hope in that sense that you would come back with a sense of balance at the end of it so reflect reflecting of the lows and the highs and 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 indeed uh like you said how the highs are harder to deal with for those around you particularly your partner and we we're going to talk a little bit a little bit more about um about justine as well and and how it, it has affected her and how you had to reflect on that um how, how do you feel about what the good doctor is saying you know about balance and reflection and coming out of it with lessons learned although battered and bruised i suppose yeah i it's a bit like coming up for air i don't know why this analogy is occurring to me like i'm not a surfer but you're out surfing the waves and you're you know you get a brilliant wave and you get an insight and then you're under the water and you're drowning and then you come up and you get back on the beach and you you take a breath and take it all in and just try and collect yourself from all the stuff you've just um, um, experienced. So that's kind of what, I don't know why that analogy came to mind, but that sort of feels like the high and the low. It's like this looking back at this landscape and going, gosh, I've just experienced so much in an intense period of time. And, And now I can see, I've got perspective, I've learned things as I mentioned on this recording and you highlighted, Paul, this is the first low where I've seen positives in the low. Mm. And in the following months, I've embraced some of that. Like this is a point, I've actually, (laughs) funnily enough, got stuff going on this week where I'm like, I need to be on my own. I need some space actually. And that's a good thing. And I sort of learned that from my lows. Yeah. um, I picked up on something you said about appreciating the simple things when you come out of the low. Uh, For example, your child playing in the water. And, you know, I I do think that there's something about coming out of depression that makes you appreciate uh, the smaller things a lot more, perhaps, than if you'd never experienced the depression uh, uh, before. You know, because these are things you tend to take for granted. So I'm wondering if actually... You know, even before you went through this cycle, I'm sure, she, of course, you appreciated things, but perhaps it, you appreciated them even more acutely. We're able to put it in perspective. That makes sense. The the only thing I would say, and it was it only lasted a few seconds, would be that you know you, you you talked a lot about leaning into our challenges and making you a more rounded person. So it wasn't all um, you know sunshine and running through the meadows. There were some learnings and there's some scar tissue, if you like, uh, yeah. still remaining, which. Uh, happens to all of us i mean that's what life's about isn't it having bad experiences and learning from them but still carrying the scars and it was nice that you you said a lot has happened as well you said um you're balancing the workloads better with the company directors which is good uh you're sort of embracing corporate a little bit which you scared you in your 20s you've been headhunted uh you're, you're taking a directing role lots of happening happened and i loved the way that pete summarized it um as empowered aware and driven um Mm. which it kind of describes ash uh ash uh, 1.0 rather than uh, this which is ash like sort of 3.9.7 version uh and then of course at the end he said our job is done which was rather a, a sweet way of ending it but i don't think uh, and i think you you agree that what i've learned from you um paul is that we don't want to give the impression that um it was a wonderful experience overall it was horrible suffering for ash uh, and there are consequences of that which still rumble on 
in his yeah. psyche. Yeah, um, so it's a nice phrase from Pete that the job is done. But I think Ashley says himself, you know, it, there's still a journey to go on, you know, of of repair and rebalance. And But it was a very positive way to end, I think, the season. Insofar yeah. as, you know, the, the thing with the startup, putting it in its place as a side hustle, you know, whereas before it was since a stage, it had taken over everything because it was exciting. Now you can be excited about the future, but with that in perspective, I guess, you know, yeah, that particular said. project in perspective. Yeah. I mean, the things I wrote for the season summary, from my perspective, is, uh, it's kind of privileged perspective, actually. It's looking in on an expert talking to a, um, a, a subject, <laughs> which makes you sound like an experiment, Ash. Uh, but a work in progress, as we all are. Uh, a lot of the things I recall are, um, it was still you during this episode, but it was a different version of you. So through the highs and the lows, it was still you. And I can really hear that through the recordings, that you're a little bit more excited or you're a little bit more flat, a little bit more grey. But it's still ash. It's not as if... Uh, you turn into somebody else and I think bipolar scares people as a as a phrase because it thinks oh my god they, they go insane they go mad they turn a bit of a Jacqueline Hyde kind of exactly uh, yeah that's right you, know, you go behind cliche. the sofa and your knuckles get all hairy and you come out and I want to be a CEO know, but it's completely transformative but of course yeah, yeah exactly exactly you still have your personality and you still have your skill set that you had before um, yeah and skill set uh, in the I suppose in the language of you know life coaching and <laughs> that's still there but you well that that's right that, that leads me into so sorry uh yeah. just to interrupt but you're absolutely right about that because he the, the the skills he still has when he was in the high he was using um i don't want to say to excess but um uh, the music he produced in just a matter of days for example was something that he could have done as normal ash but somehow the super hyper energized ash made it i don't know easier quicker yeah it's about pulling out the positive elements of both mood swings isn't it and probably the, you know, what you said, I don't know, Ash, we talked about this. Perhaps the best way to end this journey is to play some of your music that you made during that episode. Because it is, in my opinion, brilliant stuff. Inspired. Why, thank you. <laughs> well, yes, I've, um, yeah, I've carried on to do stuff since then, not in the same level of intensity. But yeah, as you say, Ollie, it's... Um, it's it's nice to embrace that uh, wherever I was on this journey, whatever state I was in, it's me and the heart and soul of all of it is is the best of me. And so, uh, yeah, it'd be lovely to play. Great. I just said, obviously, one. Ca well, I just wanted to make one caveat, I guess, before we finished, which was thank you to everyone who's been following this journey, listening in every week um, to each episode. Um, we have tried to present, we've never tried to present uh, a story that encompasses all bipolar. And this is just one person's journey through bipolar. And of course, for some people, uh, the bipolar journey might have resulted in hospitalization, all sorts of more severe consequences. Um, but we hope that this one story has a general kind of universal message to all those who suffer but also helps those uh, who want to understand bipolar better in their friends and relatives that's uh, beautifully put yeah 
Lovely summary. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I've just got to thank Ash as well. I, I think it's an amazingly brave thing to do, to talk about yourself at length for a whole series. No, I'm joking, of course. Uh, I think a, a lot of people have come back to us and said, blimey, that's uh, a, a brave slash interesting. And some people, of course, are saying, actually, some of that relates to me. So thanks a lot, Ash. That was. Um, I, I think we should thank Justine as well, because obviously Justine's on board with it. Yes. <laughs> so well yes. done, Justine. <laughs> Not only have you had to go through the journey, but you've, you're now going through it on a podcast as well. So thanks, Justine. Um, I think now it's appropriate, isn't it, all for the uh, music um, to sign off uh, the season. Yeah, I mean, when Ash pushed us on us and says, "Listen to this, listen to this," I was like, "Yeah, okay." When I listened to it, I thought, "Bloody hell, this is this is actually great." And I have listened to it in my spare time since it's on my Spotify. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing amateur about this. Paul, you've always wanted to be a DJ, my friend. Why don't you introduce? Uh, let's call it. Ashes Ibiza or something. Over to you. Okay, this is uh, Starlight, Star Bright by Ash. Uh, no better tribute to Ash and his journey. So here we go. Thanks, guys. Thanks for everything.
From this distant vantage point, the Earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, it's different. Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on the mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. ourselves. 